Good evening, fellas. Evening. Evening. What are y'all are doing? You gonna, are you going to stitch this or like, are you going to cut it? Yeah, it's super easy. Really? Yeah. I'll be down. Especially once uh, I need to be better about knowing like exactly at what time that was. That would help a lot, but that episode was so screwed up. I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to go between the internet cutting out and taking a 30 minute break to clean up shit. And now this <laughs> too. So just leave it. Yeah. <laughs> the raw, the raw audio. So, uh, what are y'all drinking? I'm actually going to grab a water here as soon as Jared returns with his 32 ounces that he doesn't measure. <laughs> I've got a eighth of a Nalgene. Of Dang, you really chugged that down. We're just, we're just getting started here. Yeah. Well, uh, John, why don't you tell us about uh, your volunteering at, how do you say, Uhari? I think... Uwari is probably the proper way to say it. Everyone else around here calls it U-R-E. There's actually a race with the letters U-R-E. Yeah. Uh, so that's how I how I uh, say it in my head. Yeah. So, uh, well, so I volunteered at the Uwari um, hundred, which is a hundred miler, a hundred k, and they also have a fifty k. Uh, associated with it called the Gold Rush 50K. Uh, this happened about three weeks ago now, but um, it's out in the URE National Forest in, um, I guess, central North Carolina. Uh, I'll spell this for you guys. It's U W H A R R I E. And it's this little mountain range out there. Uh, there's no peak over a thousand feet, but they're it's a rugged, rough terrain. And the phrase for the slogan for this race is simply unrelenting. And uh, it's a tough, tough race. Uh, they've with this year, they have now had six finishers that have done it in under 24 hours. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Originally, they bought 10. Uh, they have a special belt. It's a buckle with the belt on it uh, if you're sub-24. They had originally bought 10, and they still, well, I think, eight years ago, and they've given away six. Wow. And this year had no female finishers. So that's it's a tough, tough race. Um, wow. Got a 36 hour time um, time limit for both the 100K and the 100 milers. That's an interesting thing to keep in mind for if you want to do 100K and want some extra time. What was it? 26? 36. 36. Yeah. So they just uh, let you finish with the 100 milers, but. It was pretty cool. I went out there. Oh, and I guess I'll give you the course too. It's a it's a figure eight course uh, with a, like a tail at the top. So you start at the bottom, 
there's an aid station at the crossroad of the figure eight. Um, and then at the top of the figure eight, there's a little tail that goes up and that's where the other aid station is. So there's a start finish crossroads. And then at the, it's called Kelly's kitchen at the top. Um, and that's where I volunteered. I, I volunteered for the uh, night shift. Uh, that's where I figured needed the most. And it's, it's almost the most fun. It's <laughs> See a lot of carnage come through. Oh, bad. Um, I I had volunteered at Umstead 100 in April overnight too, and when I got there at Uari, the lady asked if I'd ever done that before, and she goes, and I go, yeah, at Umstead, and she's like, it's going to be a lot slower here. <laughs> <laughs> I I had been very very busy at Umstead for the my two shifts there. Um, here we we had a someone come in like every 30 minutes or so it was wow and it's they're just moving slow out there and so it's rocky it's hard to run i think is why most people have trouble with it uh, but it was a it was always a cool experience you get to hang out with some cool people uh to learn about what they do but one of the women that Volunteer. That was the A station captain. Actually, lives in the same town as I. I do two hours from the race, um, so that was neat to find someone local um, and get to see all these guys out there just gutting it out. They've been running since six a.m. that day, and they're now back in the dark. Huh. One guy, he was actually the race director for that twenty mile race I did, the Sug Farm. He was running the 100 miler and he twisted his ankle when he started his fourth lap. Uh-huh. And so he came hobbling in. You could definitely tell his ankle was swollen. Uh, but he gutted it out and finished. Um, but you get, definitely got to see some carnage out there too. With the one guy came in right after sunrise and you just, or just right before sunrise and you could just tell he was done. And we told him, he's like, I just need somewhere to lay down. And so we put him on a cot and covered him up. Um, he fell asleep. And uh, I asked how long we should let him sleep. And he said 30 minutes. And by then the sun had come up and I went and woke him up. And he's like, I'm done. <laughs> you guys didn't know I was done. But no way. <laughs> you, you didn't. You didn't tell us. I I assumed you were not going back out, but uh, he had to. I had to. We got him up. I had to drive him back to the start finish. Um, he was, I think he was twenty years old. Uh, wow. Some kind of Eastern European, probably Russian uh, guy. He <laughs> didn't have a whole lot of ultra experience, but he had completed about three and a half laps out there. He was cold probably near hypothermic at that point and um got him warmed up and he, he had just driven out there by himself <laughs> he had to oh, call shit. someone i think he was going to like davidson uh university or college or whatever it is um and so he was having to call someone to come pick him up and they were about an hour away so he just uh, thought he could show up and drive himself back like, yep, I guess so. But hey, I mean, a college kid, you do stupid stuff like that. Like, I would have done that. Like, <laughs> I did right. look his race history up. and He actually did the Pilot Mountain 50-miler same time I did the 50K. Oh, cool. But 
um, yeah, but that was the, kind of the highlight of it. Um, I'm actually inspired. I want to go back out there. I've signed up for a couple of races out in the uh, URE National Forest. So we'll see how that goes. Well, it sounds like a really tough race, and they probably need to watch out for the UTMB brand coming to. <laughs> well, actually, I think that's funny you know, that you're talking about well, that. They they were like a qualifier or whatever UTMB had, and I don't know if UTMB changed, but they put on their website that they are no longer uh, UTMB qualifier. Is that right? Wow. Yeah. No longer. Did people what did people have anything to say about it at the race? I it hadn't happened yet. Uh this is three weeks ago, four weeks ago now. So Oh, I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. That's right. But the race is pretty cool too. They have a they have a marathon that does the same course, except the tail on the figure eight is longer. Mm-hmm. And so they do that in March, and then they have a monthly training run out there uh, until the race. So I thought that there's just kind of like a little family that gets together, and not a whole lot of people do it because it's tough. I think they had about mm-hmm. 60 people in each race, so 180 across all three races. Dang. That sounds awesome. You'll it's definitely the type of race I want to support. Their husband and wife running it. What'd you say, Barry? I said, go get you some. Yeah. Come on out. In time. In time. <laughs> when it next next October, Jared. Yeah. Oh no. Registration opens on January first. You're probably you're ready right now. Don't have to do anything. Just there's a lot to see what what happens. It's funny the guy that won it. Uh, I'd actually been seeing his stuff on Instagram. I'd actually sent one of his reels to Barry uh, before this, but I had no idea who he was. And then I, I saw him like after I knew who he was uh, with the race. I put put it together that I had been seeing his reels. Um. Who is it? Cool. His name is Chase Price. Um, no relation, but not a Charlotte. Doubt it. Maybe to distant. Give you, to give you a, um, a kind of a reference. He ran a hundred flat hundred miler on the Outer Banks in seventeen hours, and he cool. came in about. A minute before twenty four hours on his on Uari. Good night. Chase Price. Is he on Strava? I don't know. <laughs> I keep I either look someone up on Strava or Instagram. I don't I don't never, cross them over. Both. <laughs> yeah. Like I followed Zach Miller and you sent me a post by Zach Miller the other day. I'm like, I love Zach Miller. Why don't I follow him on Instagram? Yeah. <laughs> Like I know he's in the Grand Canyon. Yeah. I actually didn't know what because the story you sent me had expired by the time. But I, I knew where he was running. Mm-hmm. He's kind of a dirt bag, like lives in his van and well, Zach Miller, he he also he used to live up in a like a camp 
with like that you couldn't drive to. Oh, really? With with his sister and her husband, like he was huh. a caretaker. Well, and he used to work on a cruise ship too. Apparently, yes, he did. Like we learned in our pregame banter earlier. Yep, but I actually do follow Chase Price on Strava. He just ran about an hour ago. Yeah, <laughs> good for him. Glad somebody did today. He has put in all of 17 miles since this race. <laughs> it's not when was it? It was just a couple weeks ago. Uh yeah, October 21st. Yeah, it was the same day as Paladero. Yeah. You the everyone at Paladero was finished before I even left my house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it was a two-hour drive. The midnight. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Dang, he's a two forty-four marathoner. Pretty quick. You can, yeah. both, you can do both there, Jared. Quick. Let's go. Same, same, but different. I'll see. I'll see. <laughs> May as well. A uh, friend of the show, Amber Bro, uh, messaged the relation to Jared Bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, messaged the uh, Instagram right before we started recording, and told us about uh, laundry stripping, which is a process of. Pulling all the shit out of your clothes that your washing machine doesn't get. Use like some kind of arm and hammer stuff, um, and borax, and you like pull all the crap out, and it turns the water black and stuff. So we were talking about hats and shirts that smell bad. So she was suggesting that for us. So I decided to add it to the agenda. Yeah, we're gonna have to try that. Thank you for sending that right. in. Amber bro, do what? I said I need to try that, man. My underwear smells so bad after a run. Oh my god, that's. I'm pretty sure some of my like compression shorts are getting hard because of my uh, what do you call it? Um, squirrels nut butter. Yeah, like well, stay hard. Yeah. Yeah, they don't like to say that. <laughs> Man, yeah, I, dude, especially the hats. I'm gonna try it. Yeah, couldn't hurt. So yeah. you just put it in a bucket or what? Yeah, bathtub, bucket, whatever. Bathtub's probably the easiest way, I think. Yeah. I we had been considering this, so when she brought it up, I figured we'd share with the rest of everybody else. Yeah, my my uh, hats just get flat rancid sometimes. I thought it would get it wouldn't be so bad now that winter has rolled around, but it almost seems worse. Dude, well, I think it's just in the fabric. It's just that uh, it's that bacteria, dude. Like as soon as it gets wet or something, it just comes back to life. It's like the like the yeast and the sourdough, huh? Yeah, that's a uh, so that's. I mean, that's on Saturday. I wore a shirt that I, it's a shirt I've been wearing in every I've worn in every race since the beginning of 2022. So I wear it a lot and I shouldn't smell this bad. Yeah. <laughs> My wife, like, you smell awful. 
<laughs> so that's fine. we're gonna do something about it. It's an expensive shirt too, so we're gonna, we're gonna try to save it. You yeah. gotta save it. No. No. Even if it kills it, it's like, well, what else was I, I was gonna have to throw it away anyway? Right, at least you at least you tried. Yeah. It can't make it any worse. Yeah. All things gonna damage your clothing. Color maybe. Oh, but right. Well, color's fine. Right, as long as it works. We even get borax anymore these days. I think you can get them at the grocery store. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Get all other kinds of poison there. Why can't you get borax? (laughs) I used borax to uh, cure my salmon eggs when I was in Oregon after catching a row. Mm-hmm. Their eggs is bait, so but you have to cure them, get them hard, and make them last longer. You use borax to coat on top. Borax of them. even is. Huh. It's an element, ain't it? It's, uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's a combination of them. Uh-huh. Disodium three seven dioxo two four six eight nine pent pentaoxa petra bora bicyclo uh nonane <laughs> decahydrate. John's showing off his fancy college degree. Oh. I probably at one point could have drawn it off of that information, but not. <laughs> Wow, pretty impressive, actually. You can still give it a go, John. Right, I don't need to. I've, the structure's right there for me. That's <laughs> all he needs. Yeah, I've learned how to Google stuff. <laughs> Real quick, while we're still on borax, uh, Francis <laughs> borax first came into common use when Francis Marion Smith. I'm guessing Francis Marion Smith was named after Francis Marion. Holy shit. It's going back to like episode three there. Yep. <laughs> and the, the Swamp Fox. Yeah. Bourbon Bookshelf podcast. Podcast. <laughs> That's who invented it? Uh, I don't know if he invented it. I just saw the name. Or discovered it. Thank you. His company began to market it. Mm. So he's the one who made 20 mule team borax. There you go. The more you know. <laughs> we said we need to be providing value. And if that's not value there, I don't know what is. Thank you, Amber. <laughs> I'm gonna try that for sure right now, probably. I need I still need to get my sourdough going too, which that was all off air. We'll have to do a sourdough episode soon. Oh, that was? I was gonna give an update. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got an update? I yeah, I made my new starter last week and it's a been I fed it twice a day and have been keeping it temperature controlled. And it's I've already baked with it. That's why I was couldn't join until we were scheduled. Oh, you were baking bread. Bake. Yep. Did uh, did you get the starter from a source? 
or did you just go yeast and flour? And just to, just to make your own starter, all you have to do is combine flour and water. But don't they have a starter that you could buy, like an actual? Yes, you like, can. Yeah. You mentioned that when we were talking, like possibly going that route. I I was going to, but I figured with my experience, I was going to um, get to where I needed to be quicker this time. For those okay. who don't know, I killed. I tried to make a starter, and then I killed it because it got moldy, and there's no way back from mold apparently. Once you got mold, I believe it. Up, I need to go feed it. <laughs> Have you named it? Not yet. I need to name it something I don't want to kill. <laughs> hmm. Francis Marion. <laughs> Call it the Swamp Fox. Yeah. Swamp Fox Sourdough. <laughs> Gus McCray. You good? Hmm. I'll have to think on that. I'm too I'm too lost in the stand still to to think of any <laughs> other characters. It's like you've it's like you finish an ultra marathon and you're just thinking about it for you're gonna be thinking about it for a week yeah. and you're gonna be depressed. That's how That's I felt good. reading it. I'm like, all right, just ten more pages. Yeah. Ten more pages. <laughs> Keep going. Constant forward motion. <laughs> so. so were you were you sad when 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 the book ended, Barry? Did we touch on that? Yeah, uh, yeah, a little bit. You know, you just feel like you spent so much time with all those characters that you know, and then there's, there's just no more. Was it sadder when Gus died? Hey, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, probably. Even though I, I knew it was coming. I don't think I knew how, though. Uh, well, we will leave that a secret. Yeah. Thank you. I kind of want to read it again. We don't rent pigs. <laughs> <laughs> I think I found a sign on Etsy that said that. Yeah, I, there are. I looked for them at one point. Good. I have started Lonesome Dove. See, at least now that's in like the first hundred yeah. words. So, well, all right then. You guys got anything else for this one? Uh, good on you for volunteering, John, getting out there and and uh, giving back to the running community. I always say that I'm going to do it, but never get around to doing it you should i think it's a lot of fun yeah i think it's it's definitely something everyone should be doing if you're running races because otherwise a race is going to cost 700 dollars if if you have to pay volunteers the right. people that are typically volunteering and yeah yeah i'm hoping to go back to san angelo again this year if i don't run it volunteer yeah, yeah. I'd like to do. I'd like to hang out longer though, so I can see the, or maybe work a later shift and 
so I can see some of the hundred Kers on their third and fourth loops. I know the Hurt One Hundred's looking for volunteers right now. Well, there you go. Do it. Go meet Candace Burt. That's her race. Right. Find out what she's really like. <laughs> I think she's cool. <laughs> um, she didn't steal two thousand dollar race entry from you. Yeah, <laughs> Tucson. So, it's <laughs> <clears throat> a whole episode in itself. <laughs> well, let's get into it. No, <laughs> no, I gotta go. <laughs> we should talk about the like the shenanigans and in, in running and ultra and marathon one day just like the UTMB shenanigans did we not talk about UTMB last episode I thought we did I don't think think we dove into the specifics or what we thought about it we don't have to right now we can add it add it to the agenda Yeah. see if anything plays out in the next week Um. All right then, Jared, you should grow your hair out too, dude. Dude, you look about many years younger. Really? <laughs> With it long? Or you never really liked all of it, like you. Yeah, just like um, who was who? Who's who was Garth Brooks's? Uh, no. <laughs> the, Chris Gaines. The secondary <laughs> personnel. Uh, Where are the bodies, G? <laughs> I feel like that's kind of like what you're pulling right here. <laughs> <laughs> My various uh, referencing Tom Skrull. Right? <laughs> and a lot of people, apparently. So, yeah. I like to let it. I like to let it be on the sides when I'm at home, a little more casual. <laughs> 